entertaining and informative. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Angel of Harlem at 7.07 on your Wednesday morning. A lot going on today. Tunnel to Towers Wednesday, Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day Wednesday. And, of course, the big local political story, Mozzie Pillip goes down last night. Wasn't even all that close. Tom Swazi pretty much getting the easy win. And this was, um, you know, after a really concerted, enthusiastic effort by the guys on Nassau County, out there, Joe Cairo, Peter King. You had Curtis Sliwa sitting with me right now out there in Queens trying to get the win. Vicky Palladino out there in Queens trying to get the win. I personally put Mozzie Pillip on this show four times in an effort to get the win. But if you listen to the first hour, you heard me talk about what I thought were the issues, and that's why I picked against her twice in the last four days. And then you just heard Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends, and, of course, right here at 10 o'clock, say the same thing. But Curtis, Curtis goes out there, and not all of his candidates win, to be honest. Council, he lost a couple of of, of, of races. But usually, if he's out there and he's really enthusiastic, his folks do okay. Not the case here. Curtis, of course, big ratings on the Rip and Weed, noon every weekday afternoon. Big ratings overnights on the weekends and does not a good job. But a tremendous job with me every weekday morning. I'm lucky to have him. And it's a very simple question, Curtis. What went wrong? Well, you know me. Now i got to do a pivot and shift. Yeah, because all of a sudden you were loving King, loving Cairo, loving all those guys who you talked bad about for years. So now that she lost, I had a feeling you were going to pivot and shift. No, no, no. It's just on Peter King who was my brother in solidarity in this uh, battle, no doubt about it. We were side by side. But you said something that was very pertinent to how this race was decided. Swazi moved to the middle. He said, I'm a moderate. He wanted to temporarily close the border. He threw, he threw Biden under the bus. I don't want his endorsement, even if he gives it to me. And most importantly, you said the magic words. Tom Swazi, Major United. Did you not say that? I did say okay. that, yeah. Do you know that half the literature that I got in running around was Peter King's picture on with Tom Swazi, where Tom Swazi was saying, see, I reached across the aisle and I worked with Peter King, who, as you know, if he had run, let's just say he had run, he would have won because of his legacy of, of all the work. So even though it wasn't Peter King himself who agreed to be on the lit drops, it had a major impact, I think, on some because he does have such pull. Yeah. 
as you know. So, you may be right, Curtis. Yeah, no, because <laughs> he did a pivot and shift. And look, he said, Tom Swazi, Major Unita. I worked with Peter King for years. Which, oh, my God. Which he did. <laughs> yeah. So now I got to do a pivot and shift. That's fine. Well, outside of Peter King, basically. <laughs> can I, can I just keep it on Peter King? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, give me the, um, the practical reasons why you think she lost. Well, in Queens, where I spent time, a lot of time, uh, in fact, knocked myself out, as you know, the last week. The George Santos issue uh, haunted uh, Mozzie and the Republicans because, remember, uh, they just say, they said, I know Swazi, I don't know Mozzie. I just don't want to go down that road. And if you remember, in the waning days of the campaign, that's exactly what Team Swazi did. You know Swazi, you don't know Mozzie, you don't want another Santos. And remember, they had $10 million right out of the box so they were able to implant that. Not so much in Nassau. I don't think it had an impact in Nassau, but it did in Queens. I can just tell you, I was working the Asian community. I was uh, talking to people everywhere. You saw even Ben's uh, kosher deli yeah. where some of the Altakachas there said, you know, she's too Jewish. I said, well, what do you mean she's too Jewish? The accent, uh, the uh, all of a sudden, you know, she's got the Star of David on the red dress. Uh, that really bothered me. I brought that up, remember, when I came to honor you at the Fifth Avenue Synagogue on Saturday night. What do you mean you're too Jewish? But I think it was a combination of factors. But ultimately, when all is said and done, I blame the fact that the whole campaign, Tom Swazi, Major United, as he had Peter King on his <laughs> literature. Peter King is an extraordinarily popular person out there, even with moderate Democrats. Yes, to he this is. Day. Yes, he to is. Yeah, and I know everybody wants to blame, but hey, in politics, you get you win, you lose. That's all. I mean, Peter King comes on every Wednesday, and he was due to come on today, and I moved him to Friday. Peter wants to come on. Peter is not afraid. You to should face put the him music. on. You no. should put him on because I blamed him. I know. We'll, we'll do that on Friday. But today, I want people to be able to vent, and I want people to call up and say, like Giuliani and others. This was a bad choice from the beginning. Now, King can come back on on Friday and make his argument for him and Cairo and the whole... You know what you are? The whole crowd out you're, there. You're anti-Catholic. I am? On Ash Wednesday. That's right, yeah. Where you're looking forward to going to St. Patrick's Cathedral, and hopefully Hashem hits you with a lightning <laughs> bolt when you put your finger in to the holy water, you know, to bless yourself for your yeah. ashes. Yeah. You realize who is the most Catholic of all Catholics, Peter King, right? He's probably understand. got the ashes yes. right on his forehead now. Yeah. Well, you to do de realize. To deny him yeah. the microphone on Ash yeah. Wednesday, you're anti-Catholic. You know that in the open that we play every morning? Yes. Did you hear that I actually had something in the open that speaks to what Ash Wednesday is? Yes, I How heard that. How many Jews would do that? None, none. Absolutely none, because they'd be afraid that Hashem would ban yes. them from the tribe. Which I don't believe that's the case. So well, tell me this. We'll get back to Mazi yes, yes. and Swazi in a second. Yes. You don't go to church on Ash Wednesday because you hate the Catholics. No. I do. Oh, you do go? I'm an A.M.P. Catholic. Ashes on Wednesday, palms on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Then you don't see me for a month on Sundays. But when I can't go, I always look for an ashtray, <laughs> put my thumb in, I put it I on the top you. of my forehead, yeah. or the Esquire uh, shoe polish. But that was a little too black. That was right. a little too obvious. But then you go out and you flex. You walk around because you say, well, what's this? R.C., real Christians. <laughs> out of my way, Protestants. I got ashes. Do you actually sacrifice something during the period of Lent? 
Yeah, you know what I sacrifice. I have no idea. <sighs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I sacrifice. <laughs> I think I do, yes. So, and that starts today, right? That starts with Ash Wednesday. And it Fat goes, Tuesday, Fat Tuesday. Fat Tuesday was in New Orleans Tuesday. That's right. Well, that, that's the beginning. That's the celebrate. That's the decadence. That's the debauchery. Right. So you take this now right through Good Friday, right? Well, you know, I, I give up sex. I really do. Yeah. You know, it's very important to abstain. If you sure. To make up for all of my sins, which are many. You know, if I had to go to a confession, I would need like 28 priests to oh, hear my confession could, could before it, yeah. I would receive yeah. communion. Yeah. So, you, uh, you know, you just give Well, how does, um, this is Valentine's Day yeah, today, yeah, yeah. and now you're, you're telling the audience you're giving up sex, yes. on, and it's Valentine's Day. Yes. So are you allowing Nancy to go someplace else? No, no, Nancy no, 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 will no. be with me today on the Rip and Reed. Yeah. Uh, I'm you can't give, have I'm, sex on the Rip and Reed. No, 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 I'm going to give her the red roses, but now she's going to tell me that it adds to global warming and climate change. What? Oh, there's a whole movement out there. Don't get red roses because, you know, they grow it in Peru. They grow it in Kenya. You got to transport it. You know, <laughs> it adds to uh, the carbon footprint of the world. So I'm ready to give her red roses. She goes, Curtis, come on. You're adding to global warming and climate change. So I got enough problems. You're trying to create more problems in my relationship. You have to abstain. You have to give something up. I'm not going to give up radio. No. My passion. I don't want you to. Okay. So what else is there? Here's what you can give up. Because I went to dinner last night. Yes. To ZZ, a very nice place. Oh, my God. Carbone's uh, place. Don't you? And um, it was a great dinner. We had Keith Kantrowitz. You love Keith. We had Michael Kemper. I know you love Mike. We had uh, Big Mark Oranger. We had your uh, uh, father-in-law. What do you call him? No, your, no, husband-in-law. Right. David Governor, Patterson. Yep, Governor David Patterson, uh, Eleanor Sarugo, and her friends. Uh, come Jordan. on, come on, get to the punchline. I know what you're going to say. The swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, Eric Adams. So I walk over to the mayor. Yes. We were actually sitting at the table next to Kurt Menefee. You know who that is? He hosts the NFL on Fox. I'm going to get to that. I'm going to get to Travis Kelsey, Parcel Sims. I'm waiting for All that. Right, so- and to tell this Gabon, Justin Ellis, <laughs> yeah. there is a Kansas City in Kansas, you idiot. He's a moron. But, yes, so Menefee sat right next to us, yeah. and he does the NFL on Fox on Sundays yeah. with Jimmy Johnson and Howie Long and Michael Strahan. And now... He has become, over the last month, Rosanna Scotto's partner locally on Good Day New York. So, yes, the mayor shows up. We had a nice dinner together. Did you ask him any questions about the Giants since he claims he's a Giants aficionado? You know what I did? I congratulated the mayor. You know why? For what? For showing up? (laughs) No. That's funny. Uh, Because yesterday, a video surfaced where the day before, the mayor was with a bunch of other folks, people that worked with him, and there's a kid a couple of feet away, some snot-nosed kid, who's yelling and screaming, when are you going to sympathize with the Palestinians? How many Palestinian kids have to die? Blah, blah, blah. And Eric, very calmly, the mayor, walks over to the kid, looks at the kid right in the face and says, bring home the hostages. 
and walked away. Oh, it was a so, great moment. Oh, so it that, was a great moment. What does that what? have to do with our city falling into the abyss, turning it over to the illegal alien criminals? What is wrong with you? The gangbangers running in the streets. I was up on the number four train. It was our anniversary last night. The 45th anniversary, Mount Eden. They're looking for three thugs who had guns. Gang wars on the number four train. And Michael Kemper, I, did you did you tell him I'm offering my help? No, I did not. Oh, no, he wanted, it, he wanted you to know that on this Valentine's Day, he said, please tell Curtis I love him. Michael Kemper, yeah. I don't go that way. I love I'm him. Sorry, too. I understand it's politically correct for men to love one another. I respect that. You can yeah. do that. But I don't love you, Sid. I don't love men. And I don't love Michael Kemper. But I have often the Guardian Angels on the number four train. That's where we started. The people want us there. We were there late night. I'm telling you. Come on, Sid. Make the match. The well, shit We got to make that happen before the Yankee season starts. Isn't that the train that goes right to Yankee Stadium? Sure, of course. Did you forget already? You're a Met fan. I'm you only care fan. about the John Rocker Express, the number seven train. By the way, talking about the Mets today, as we get ready for the big Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, which we're going to talk about momentarily, today is day one of spring training oh, oh, in Port St. Lucie for the Mets. By the way. Yeah, Met baseball, baby. Let's go. You want to talk, you want to talk about, uh, male love? Uh, if we were in love, who would be the pitcher? Who would be the catcher? Um, you would be the pitcher. Catcher. No, no, hell no. <laughs> I'd be giving you chin music, man, right underneath your chin. Oh man, I'd be doing a Roger Clemens on you. <laughs> No shredded back here, pal. Who is your favorite Yankee catcher of all time? Oh, without a doubt, Barrow? number eight, Yogi Berra. Yogi Berra. Only because he talked like me. Right, he did talk like me. Exactly. You. Do you have a second? Maybe Georgie Posada, maybe Thurman Munson? No. No. No, no. I, you didn't I, love Thurman Munson? I didn't Munson? like Posada because he blocked the plate. I didn't like Munson because he was uh, always uh, rumbling with Reggie. He did, but you didn't cry when Thurman Munson died? Um... No, I gotta be honest. I didn't cry. Of course, it was horrible. It was yeah. horrible. Yeah. But Elston Howard. I love oh, Elston he was Howard. Great, Elston MVP. Howard. Remember, yeah. MVP, Elston Howard. A lot of, and he played left field too. Yes, he did. As did Yogi Berra. Yes. Remember, 1960s, looking over the ivory colored wall as Bill Mazeroski, the Polish hero, hits one over the fence at Forbes Field and the Pittsburgh Pirates won against the Yankees. As Yogi Berra was also playing left field. Bill I, Mas- love, I love Yogi And Bill Mazeroski was about as good as a defensive second baseman as anybody in the history of the game, but couldn't hit his own weight. That one home run you just mentioned, yes. that got Bill Mazeroski into in the Hall of Fame. in that series, Tony Kubek gets hit yes. by a ground ball, almost killed yes. him, knocked his windpipe out. And by the way, I love Yogi Berra because he owned a bowling alley with Phil Rizzuto, <laughs> who had alligator arms, in Clifton, New Jersey, outside of Patterson. <laughs> That's true. I love Yogi Berra. They, they had to work. They, they couldn't just live off their salary. So how many days will you go on and on about the fact that Travis Kelsey bumped into his coach? Are we past that yet? No. They won the Super Bowl no, together. No, no, no. no and no, I know the no. parade is today. There'll be drunken debauchery in Kansas City. Yes, Justin Ellick, there are two Kansas Cities. The big one is in Missouri. And if you're a stump jumper across in Kansas, there's little Kansas City, which has a huge crime problem because I was right in the middle of it. Gangbangers everywhere. But let me they, make they got a huge uh, mob in Kansas City, yes. too. Yes. Oh, huge. Yeah. 
The purple mob came out of there. Yeah. A lot of your peeps, uh, by peeps. the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and let me make mention that I am waiting for the godfather of all sports writers, Phil Mushnick's piece. I got to believe that Phil Mushnick, who lives out in Staten Island, I believe, will drop the bomb on Travis Kelsey for not apologizing to America for what he did to Coach Reed. Can you imagine Bill Parcells? All of a sudden, standing there with the clipboard, and Travis Kelsey coming up in his face, screaming the F-bomb, bumping him, knocking down his play. Remember when Parcells went off on Phil Sims on the sideline? Monday Night Football. I'll never forget it. They were ahead like it was 17 nothing. I think it was in Indianapolis. They were playing the Colts. And Phil Sims had that basically grounded the ball. Parcells is giving him all kinds of grief on the sideline. Phil gives him grief, and Parcells says, don't you tell me what to do. That was a coach with a capital T tough. Do you now forget wait, that? Wait, wait, but, and I love Bill Parcells. I'm a giant fan my whole life. Well, since I was seven. 1986, did you forget it already, Phil? No, I didn't forget, but I, I love Bill Parsons. National TV. Yeah. Monday Night Football. Yeah, right. But, um, but the same coach you're talking about. Yes. Who yelled at Phil Sims. He actually called him Sims. Never Phil. Uh, he was the same coach that allowed 56. You may have heard of his name, Lawrence Taylor. Sleep in meetings, do whatever he wants. In other words, if LT walked to the sidelines after the Giants missed a tackle and threw Bill Parcells to the ground, Bill Parcells wouldn't say an effing word. No, 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 no. Not a word. He threw your friend Joe Theismann that you've had on this show over and over again, not only to the ground, he snapped his leg in half. And that's how LT's legacy became I, me, huge for all time. You know that. You know that. And Bill Parcells, although he tolerated the indiscretions of LT, the cocaine, everything else that went along with it, let's face it, man, what a dynamic duo they were. Of course. So going uh, all the way back, pulling a a, a 360 here to the very beginning of this conversation. No, no, don't go that way. I'm sorry. (laughs) I know you're into flowers and love. I I will not change my sexuality and give up being a heterosexual. I'm just abstaining during all of Lent, okay? You don't don't have to give up your sexuality. But but you did start off by taking shots at a guy that you kind of was loving just yesterday, Peter King. Pete just sent out a uh, something on uh, social media where he basically congratulated Mozzie, said no regrets. She had a great campaign, no regrets. You know, we fought hard, and uh, we lost. You think he really feels that way, no regrets? Remember, at 80 years old, he goes to the gym, he boxes. I know. If you get into the ring, you have to take that attitude. You win, you lose. Somebody knocks your mouth guard out. Somebody knocks you on the ground. You don't get up like a little wuss. You know, like when you used to play, you know, skins and church basketball and sit and go, foul, foul. And I would say to you, Sid, at the playground, what do you mean, foul? Well, are you a little wussy? See, Peter King is no wussy. He knows he's going to get back up and fight another day. Except I hope the next time out when Swazi's running, whether it's Mozzie or anyone else. Ain't going to be Mozzie. That, that Peter King sues Swazi for using his picture on all of his literature. You see, I'm a major uniter. I worked with Peter King in all my years in the house. There were more pictures of Peter King on the literature with Swazi than there was of Tom Swazi. But you see, it's on to the next election. When you're in politics, as I found out, you win some and you lose some. So throw up.
You can't be a sore loser out there in gambling. What did he tell you? If you lose, suck it up. There's a next race, the next game, but don't be a sore loser. Oh uh-huh.